Welcome to the Don't Die Podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Stop dying, Mike. Mike. Stop hey, dying, Bobby. get the right treatment, guys. Why oh, wait, 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 we're going to try right that treatment. <laughs> we're going to try that again. I don't care if you get treatment. Remember, we don't want <laughs> Bob to die, die either. I don't okay, ready? Die. Do, we're going to get this right. Ready? Uh, go again. What? It, stop what dying, it, Chuck. Stop dying, Mike. And stop dying, Bob and Chuck. Can we get it on this Anyways, tape? Let's, we, gotta, anyways, we, gotta, we can't get it We right. got a little heavy on the last podcast, and we're going to have some fun today. Oh, the what one thing I want, I want to say this thing, because I, I told you guys I've been going to more meetings. So there's a prayer. Let me just say it to you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Have courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Courage, wisdom. That's, what's, that's what we don't have a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair um, to say? Unfortunately, wisdom comes with wisdom. Wisdom comes with experience. <laughs> courage and wisdom. So, so because I think sometimes things that I hear in the twelve-step world, they don't really hit me because they are. They do just wash over you like nothing, and you don't even hear them anymore. But I did hear that the other night, and I was thinking, courage and wisdom. Am I courageous? Am I wise? I have wisdom, but I'm not courageous enough to speak it. How about that for a, for a quandary? Hmm. Right? Because you don't want the headache, or you don't want this, or you don't want that. So, or the backlash, so right. So that's what, that's what came to me now. And so... so music. You know, I just so figured, music. A way of avoiding talking wisely or giving wisdom or advice about addiction or if your parent, your family's members are, in, are affected by addiction or if you work in a treatment center and you're wanting kinship with people who think it's bullshit, you, me and Chuck are your people. But, um, but really, what are the joys in life, right? Not, not the avoidances, but the joys. Um, you know, I never thought I would say this, but the joys to me are very much like, I don't know. I don't leave my house a lot. Like, it's just good. I get up, I, like, I got up this morning. Um, Chrissy's got the stomach flu. Sid had it. I had it. Elvis didn't get it, but he had pink eye. So what the fuck's the difference? <laughs> how, does, how, does everybody, how does everybody in the house get the stomach flu and then one kid gets pink eye? And then he's trying to hug me, and I'm like, uh, come on now, stay away from me, Elvis. Like, he was cuddling up with me the other night, and I was like, let me see your eye. Let me see your eye. Did you wash your hands? <laughs> right? Stop but, Stop playing but with me. Literally, we, didn't, we, we, we just, like, I got up this morning. Chrissy's still sick. I, I got Sid dressed. We had breakfast. We watched Peppa Pig. Um, we played. Uh, uh, have you heard of this new uh, uh, this game app called um, Dig It? Have you heard of it? Don't download it. It's like heroin. Don't. It's the worst. Mike, you would literally never leave your house if you had Dig It on your phone. Oh my god. Dig It is. I could show it to you. you no, no. I did. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. First one's free. Way <laughs> to go, one's free. Bob. Here it is. Uh, no, 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 no. Right there. Don't Dig think. It. Dude, look at it. It's the greatest thing. It's made by a company called Voodoo. Oh, my God. Look at it. Dig it, right? Here's the one I'm stuck on. Try to figure out how to get those balls in there. <laughs> 
No, no. <laughs> dig it. So you have to dig a hole for the so balls to Sid, go where the... Sid plays dig it. Elvis plays it. Chrissy plays it. I play it. So dig it. Peppa Pig this morning. I drive her to school. I come home, took a shower, hung out at the house, waited for the mail. The mail came. I read the newspaper. Then I went back and got Sid. And usually we bring like string cheese or snacks. I'm sure you guys have been through this. Or like, cause if you get yeah. out at noon, if you get out of preschool at noon, they're as hungry as a motherfucker. Right. Right. And um, so I forgot to bring stuff. And oh. then I said, oh shit, well, okay, we'll go to McDonald's. So then we go to McDonald's. And um, for some reason, I just thought, I don't want to go into McDonald's. Going into McDonald's with Sydney, Sydney is like, a four-hour adventure because of those playgrounds. You can't get oh, her out. I I'm too old. Things. I'm an old dad. I'm 58. I can't crawl up in there and get her out of there. And she will not get down from that shit. Okay. You know the tunnels that go yeah. all through Disney, uh, Mickey, uh, uh, McDonald's? So I just said, because she saw the arches, and she was like, I want to go inside. I want to go inside. And I was like, no, we're not going inside. Right? That's her thing. <laughs> she wants to go inside because she doesn't even want to eat. She just, as soon as you walk in the door, she runs in that tunnel, climbs up in there and won't get out. And she, that's her thing. Like, come and get me. Like, you, think, I, well, I, you know, your mom can, Elvis can go and get you, but I ain't going <laughs> to get you. So I said, no, we're going through the drive-thru. And she started crying like, no, I want to go inside. And I was like, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> wow. That's a wait, because I got her to stop crying. She was yeah. like, what? Wow, that's what? wisdom. That's wisdom. What? <laughs> there you go. But did you take I, I, Yeah, we went. You went. Oh, I've okay. been at Disneyland all day. Nice. <laughs> but, but here's the thing that came up, the joy of music. My kids love music. Elvis loves a certain music. Sydney loves a certain music. She's obsessed with this soundtrack to the movie Greatest uh, Showman with Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. I've watched it like nine times in the last week. I've seen it too many times yeah. at this point. Does Bug yeah. like it? Yeah. Le oh, but now we this just is go me. You know the song, This yes, Is Me. me. But, but now... We, <laughs> Mike, he, he you know this movie? He, he doesn't like the story. He, we, we fast forward... Yeah, to the songs. To the songs. To the next song. No, Dad. Next song. And he doesn't like the song that the wife sings up on the, up oh, on yeah. the rooftop. Yeah, that's... He, yeah. Does, he doesn't like that. Oh, he, my God. The bug loves the and, 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 showman. And he doesn't like the... Um, the real singer lady with the red hair that he leads. She's with. not. Uh, the, we've we are well versed in this movie now because <laughs> we wanted to get a, the album of the of the woman who's the bearded lady. She's an amazing singer. That woman. She's she's Power the one House. that sings. This yeah. is me. It's amazing. Um, that's not the voice. The red-haired woman's just an actress. The voice of that woman is the winner of the British The Voice show. Oh, really? Right now, we so know. there is an album soundtrack. I ordered it, it hasn't come. It's you know, I don't know how long it takes, it's been a week. But so, music, she just loves that. She sings over and over again. She watches it, she sings along with the songs, and the joy of it. Then Elvis has his music that he's loving now, and he wants you to listen to it all the time, like it's more edgy and techno and whatever. Hey, Dad, check this out. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear it. And he's like, you, you really need to hear this. I was like, I really don't need anything like that. <laughs> so, so, but. I realized they're running the show over the weekend. So I didn't pre pretty much didn't leave the house for three days. They're running the show, right? 
we got to get that shit back. So I got all my <laughs> records out. I got all my records out and I started playing music on Sunday and we were dancing and they love Creedence. They both love Creedence. Clear. You put some Creedence on, fucking people will have some Greatest fun. Greatest albums ever. Is, they are so good. And they're not like one of the top names that come to mind. Like yours would be Kiss, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith. Dude, Creedence is in a whole category all its own. People, the kids love that music, right? So Credence, we listened to Pink Floyd. Um, Which you know, album? Uh, animals. That, huh. Because Sydney loves pigs. Our dog is named Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig. So I said, Sid, there's a song about pigs. <laughs> That's one way to pigs, introduce. Pigs on the wing. And she was singing it, pigs on the wing, right? <laughs> And so the idea and the, the reason why I talk about it is if you're attuned to your environment, you can you can soak it up and be positive, if it, like a be here now thing. Because I realize like we can't just keep listening to this greatest showman forever. No. Like literally she'll listen to it all day. She'll right. listen to that song, This Is Me, nine times in a row. Right? right? She doesn't bore of it. She doesn't want anything else. So you have to like think ahead. And then I started thinking, what music do, do we all like? See, because in real life, you don't think of music that, other, that your friends like. You're not trying to be inclusive with your taste. I had to go through my records and go, what things could I get Sydney off of The Greatest Showman, Elvis off of his techno phase, and we could all sit in my office and dance and have fun. And it's Creedence Clearwater, it's the Rolling Stones. Um, uh, uh, it's only rock and roll. One of their worst records. It actually is a good record for it's kids. It's a great record. <laughs> it's, a, it's not that good of it's a record. It's great. You like I that record? I love that record. If yeah, I, I was stabbed a pen in my heart, suicide oh, right on stage. Do you know that album, Chuck? He's looking it up right now <laughs> no, on no, his I'm, phone. I'm looking at what Mark, Mike Mart just sent us. He sent us a pig. A pig. Peppa pig. <laughs> I, I sent you a picture of Peppa the Pig. I, I worked Peppa the Pig. I uh, was I went and saw it. At I, the Grove? I, I, no, I, I at saw Grove. it at, at uh, Nakia Theater, whatever, the oh, cl Club Nakia. With uh, this guy that I just texted you. Who is it? Let me look at that. If Peppa you pig. remember him. That shit is expensive, Peppa Pig. Yeah. Oh, my God, Jim did it? Yeah, Spiz. I worked with Spiz. Is he, is he the tour manager of it? No, no, no. He works at the Grove. Oh, shit. I paid one hundred fifty dollars on StubHub for four tickets to that shit. Yeah, you could have called Spears. You could have just put you on the I called Jim Spizzeri. Oh my god! So he says hi, by the way. Oh yeah, my god! Shout out to Jim. But uh, so so you have to think about it. What when you have? We don't have a lot of friends over to your house anymore because we're not teenagers. But when you're having, when you're trying to figure out what music you like, what music other people like that can get everyone together. I had this moment with the kids over the weekend, like, that's a really good thing to think of. Like, we should all think like that. What, what is everybody like, right? Instead of what I like, what I like. If you don't like it, you're fucking lame. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, there is an elitism to music. Of especially. course there is. And, and just to think of like, what, because I... You know, when they when Elvis was younger, he loved the Ramones. He put the Ramones on, he was cool. Now yeah. he's like, he doesn't like that. He likes his techno. You know what he really likes? He goes on the websites. He likes the music to video games. 
It's the oh, fucking yeah. worst. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's There's horrible. all kinds of websites dedicated uh-huh. to it. Yep. It's the worst. Like, Dad, you got to hear this song. And I was like, it's not a song. It's, it's not just, even, it, yeah, it's just, it's song. just it's all just made music, on a computer by one but, guy. But in his mind, he's thinking about the video game that he plays at that. So he has, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. there's a connotation to it. Huh. Do you know there's a whole, it's like, it's like a weird underground genre of eight and nine and 10 and 11 year olds. They listen to video game music. Yep. No, I, you know, I, I, I think I feel lucky that we dodged a bullet with that one with, with Bug. Because he so far. He doesn't, well, he doesn't have the, the coordination or the, the skills to be able to do that stuff yet. He's, he's tried. He just, whenever, like, we go to an arcade, it, we can just set him in front of a game, and he enjoys whatever's happening with it. We don't need to put money in the machine. Oh, cool. Whether it's a car driving game, a motorcycle driving game, or whatever it is, you just set him in front of it, and he's just happy. He knows, he doesn't know whether he's controlling it or not. It's just not... Not that important to him. So, so far, yeah, that's been a total avoidance. But it, it is funny that his, the music taste, I love putting on something like if I, like if I play him Elvis Costello, I'm not going to play him the, the most you deep put on cut. What's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding? Or, or Everybody loves Every that day song. I write the book, he loves that. He that. likes, he likes the specials. He likes madness. Oh, yeah. He likes, but that's also a very visual thing. Madness was a very visual, and the specials have a great look. You know, you've got black guys and white guys and suits, and they're bumping around and every they all they got they dance cool and all that stuff. He loves that stuff where there's interaction. Just like from The Greatest Showman, that that song where uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, that when they're in the bar, Hugh, yeah, when with, they're in the with, bar, yeah. that's a great scene. It's a oh gr- my god, we could do a whole show on The Greatest Showman. That's probably his favorite <laughs> his, his favorite song right now. You know but, what Sydney's favorite saying is um, when when he's going to get the bank loan with the fake sunken ship. Uh, yeah. thing and the the little the little guy the, the becomes the general yeah and he says what are you looking at um something uh it says like a, a, a soft dick uh, you know, <laughs> but he says like so he says some word it's so uh, funny sydney loves that she'll, she'll look at you and go what are you looking at dim weeble or whatever uh, dim, i don't even dim, know dim noodle Tim something, something like that, like, I, and I was like, hey, I, I just yeah. like when he goes, "You're not really reaching the top shelf yourself, yourself lady." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Too many times. Yeah. Too many. We've seen that movie too many times. I wonder how many other kids are obsessed with The Greatest Showman. Why did it bomb so bad? It really bombed. I don't know. Probably people saying P.T. Barnum was a bad person in real life. <laughs> he exploited people that were different. He didn't embrace them. The movie's a lie. That's oh historically God, inaccurate. No, they didn't have hip hop music of P.T. <laughs> Barnum's era. Why does it all sound like Imagine Dragons Why songs? Why does everybody <laughs> want to rain on people's parade all the time? That's where it is, baby. It's. it's, it's <laughs> It's it's like eighth notes. It's the future. There's it's not about uh, feeling. It's about how can you know I take what? it down. You know what? Uh, get back to because music is such a part of my life. I can think back like I was really into Rush. Uh, you know, it's kind of a known thing. Like there's people who get Rush, and then the rest of the world. Right. Most of my friends did not get Rush, and they kind of make fun of me like Rush twenty one twelve, dude. Right, but right. they like Ted Nugent and Aerosmith and you know uh, Montrose or Kiss, but Mont- but Rush was a step too far for a lot of people, well, and it right? was hard but to they play. Didn't, but they didn't 
put me down. They didn't try to attack me and say I was a bad person for liking Rush. The new world is like, you're dumb for liking Rush. How can you listen to that? That's misogynist. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's raining on people's parades. <laughs> That's really where it's at. It really is. It really is. It, it, it's the future. It's the, I've seen the future and I hate it. And <laughs> but I, but I, the, future, the future loves nostalgia. So so here's the biopics that have come out just this year. The Elton John biopic Rocket Man, the Queen, the Freddie Mercury biopic, uh, whatever that Bohemian was. Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. There was a there was another one about somebody. I forget. And and so on Amazon, I watch a lot of those movies, right? Now when you click on my Amazon and it comes up, it just sends me all these rock biopics. There's like literally, and, and rock documentaries. There's literally thousands of documentaries. And a lot musicians. of them that didn't need to be made. Didn't need to be made. There's like five about Pink Floyd. Like pretty much everyone says the same thing. There was a guy named Sid Barrett. He started a band in Oxford, England <laughs> at, in his art school. And his two friends were, you know, Rick, Rick uh, Water, uh, not Waters, uh, Nick Mason couldn't even play drums. Sid taught him how to play. And Roger Waters, tall bloke, didn't talk much. Sid guided the band. You know, they always got some crudgety old professor or roadie talking about, <laughs> and then they show pictures of the band. Like I watched, like I watched, like all five Pink Floyd ones. It's the same. You thing. gotta, you gotta <laughs> see the, you gotta see the down and dirty one about Johnny Winter because he talks about drugs. I saw it, and he's he on talk. methadone, and the and the manager, the manager weaned him off methadone, and he didn't know it. The man, that's the greatest mm. documentary. That's a ever. great documentary. Because if you want to know about drug addiction, ends, it, it, drug addiction, I won't tell is. you everybody how it ends because he says the greatest thing, and you'll probably agree with me at the end when he's talking about him and Janice Joplin shooting up together. What does he say? Just say it. It's not gonna, he no said, gonna yeah, it's not going to ruin the not? Okay. He says that Janice, you know, when, when he, they asked him if he could change, if he would change anything about his life. And he said, "It was I a heroin act for fifty years." Chuck. He goes, "I wouldn't change anything." He goes, years. "I wouldn't change anything about the sex, the drugs, or anything like that." He goes, "But I would change that. I I wouldn't have done the heroin." He said, "Janis Joplin told me, hey, if it feels that good, it can't be bad for you." And he goes, "He was, she was wrong." Right, <laughs> hmm. but but he talks about so the manager. He was in such poor health. The manager didn't know, know what to do, so started shaving down his methadone pills. Just so shaving great. it down till he was basically taking nothing. And at a certain point, he had been taking nothing for like three months. They were giving placebos because he was so wasted. You can, you can imagine. His wife and the manager said, he said, I need, my, I need my dose. And they said, no, you don't. How great is that? I, I, don't you wish isn't that every drug addict's dream you think you're addicted to methadone and then you're told like you're not addicted to methadone no, you're not addicted to methadone no you're no, no you're not <laughs> no you don't but, uh, so you know the part uh, one of the parts I really liked was when he when, when, when they pull in he says Jimmy, uh, he goes Johnny doesn't eat two things he only eats one thing so we pull into this place and we get him his favorite his croissant 
and uh, if they're but too small. But it has small, to be a certain size. Yeah, it has to be a certain size. If they're too small, he has they to cut the end. He has to cut he's the, got OCD. Cut the end off of one okay. and shove it in the other one so he thinks he knows he's yeah, eating one because he's big kind of blind. <laughs> but, but the reason oh, no. why it works is because he's kind of blind, too. Was it so, the saddest thing ever when he went to his house and he didn't yeah, go he in? Didn't he didn't want to go, go inside in. the house. His, his house oh, so Mike's just reliving the whole documentary. Yeah. Oh if you God. want to see a great documentary Down about dirty. music and about drug addiction, watch the Johnny Winter thing. It's on Amazon. Um, don't I'm, watch the like down and dirty. Don't watch world. like three or four of those Pink Floyd ones. I've watched <laughs> them. I've watched them for you. They're boring as shit. But anything about Sid Barrett, you know, I love. Right. Right. So there might be a new picture of him I haven't seen. Like, you know, I, that's one of my big regrets is I was in England and I was just too strung out and somehow some friends were going to buy a painting from Sid Barrett. And I was like, oh, I want to go, I'm going to go. And then, of course, I stayed up all night smoking crack and I was like, oh, I can't go. <laughs> I can't go. No. I could have gone, but I can't go. Because right now, I, I can't really leave the space that I'm in right here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the... Just, Sid Barrett would have it. musicians. If you're a musician, you could go to his house and buy a painting from him. But the people I know that went there, he didn't talk to them at all. They, they asked, they tried to engage him, but he was like, he just stood there and looked at them. $10,000. $10,000 for a painting of Sid Barrett. So you go to his house, his mom's house, and get it from him. How crazy is that? But that's the way he went, right? He lived with his mom for like 30 years or something. Hmm. In Oxford, I think. In Oxford. Oxford. I, I don't know. I'll have to watch five or six documentaries. But And then, you know, so so the music world, we're just, I, I really, what children have done for me is try to think of music that everybody likes. You know what music everybody likes? Guess what hipsters don't like? Hipsters don't like Jack White? They used to, right? I remember when Jack White was the hippest thing to like in Silver Lake. I went, Keith got me to go. Keith Morris said, there's a band playing it at spaceland that you have to see and i was like you've told me that before and i've gone and it's been very disappointing <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out no, i didn't have to see because he's told me to go see the jesus lizard and this band and that band and there's been a lot of bands i haven't liked my keith and i don't have the exact same taste in music right but at least he's tried to get you out there but he was fucking right about that band yeah, I was in love with the girl right away, of course. I walked in. You ever been to Spaceland? I, I walked in so. and they were playing, Mike. You've been yeah, there. Yeah, and you looked at her up, sideways. And I looked at her sideways on the drums. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to marry that girl. And, wow. then I, and then I found out he was married to her. And I was like, you know. Wait a minute. <laughs> but it didn't, they didn't stay married for very long. Uh, they kept it a secret, I think, or it was weird, or I don't know. Didn't they market them as a brother and sister? Yeah, at they first? Were them brothers. But I, I had insider information. So, so, uh, but isn't it funny? The Kings. I'm telling you, in 1997 or 98, whenever that they were on Sympathy for the Record label, yeah. Sympathy, Sympathy for the Record industry or something, right? When they were the coolest thing you could know about. 
in Silver Lake hipster land. Now, if you say White Stripes are a great band, they go, oh, yeah, you like White Stripes. <laughs> uh. So I'm trying to say, children, remove all that. You've got right. to impress a fucking child with how good music is because right. they don't care what's hip. And no. they don't care what's popular, unpopular, double hipster, cool, popular. Starcrawler doesn't do it for my kids. <laughs> my they, daughter is so bizarre, man. Like, like, uh, <laughs> like we're driving in the car, and we always listen to the Beatles channel, right? And so John, a George Harrison song comes on, and she turns it, she turns it up, and uh, uh, George Harrison, right? And then there's like a couple that I don't even know. Right, and she—it's her favorite song. George Harrison is her favorite all-time guitar player, songwriter ever. She knows every song by George Harrison. I didn't even know. Really? Yes. But she also likes that hippest kid that everyone's talking about too. Who's that? Oh, Duncan, she likes Declan McKenna. Declan McKenna. Declan McKenna. He's not. He's not. He's off the radar still. He's not huge. No, but the hipsters. The hipsters are only like things that are off Kroll. the radar. Right. right. Mike right. Kroll. That, there's that, a, there's a joke that, about that. I went. Uh, I took her to see Mike Kroll. Mike Kroll was great. How about this? But when I first got sober, I hadn't listened to music for years. Working in a restaurant, a lot of music plays. It hit the right moment, the right common millies. It wasn't so loud. It's kind of slow. I was sitting there. The intro of Fake Plastic Trees went on, right? By Radiohead off the That's a bands. great record. Good record. And, and then it, and I heard it. You know when you hear a song... I heard it. I almost, I got choked up. I was like, and I remember saying to, to, oh my gosh, who was it that taught me everything I know in the restaurant business? Oh my God, now I'm, I'm going to blank. But anyways, I asked him, what is that? And he says, Radiohead. You know, you never heard Radiohead? And I was like, no, who is that? <laughs> right? And I remember I got the bands and I listened to it over and over again, that song, Fake Plastic Trees and, and there's, it was so great how On the porch of your house when you lived right. with Max, and we used yeah. to listen to it all the time yeah. overlooking the I city. I love that music so much. And then, then they made the uh, Karma Police album, OK Computer. Okay. Then they made Kid A, right? Like I you're wasn't talking so about. so hot on OK Computer. I don't know why. Yeah, but it had some good songs. It wasn't as good as the Benz to me, but it had really some great songs. But you're talking about this band enters my life. They're also the coolest band for all hipsters to like. Yeah, they were huge college radio. And then all of a sudden, they're just day class A. Oh, they play Coachella. They fucking right. But for some reason, Tom York is still revered by the hipsters, and so is Johnny the guitar player. They just hate their band. <laughs> so okay. They, so they listen to Johnny the guitar player's uh, soundtrack music. And they listen to Tom York's solo records, but they don't like Radiohead. That's uh, just bullshit. Well, you know, and that, that's weird. That's Noodles had a couple jokes about Hitler, uh, Hitlers, hipsters. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm getting Hitler, tired. Hitler hipsters? Well, they're kind of fascist they're kind in their fascist. thinking. So, but he goes, oh, 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 uh, this is for you. Why did the hipster burn his mouth on the pizza? Why? Because he ate it before it was cool. <laughs> And <laughs> and how many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, 40 or 50 probably. It's a really obscure number. You probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I'll tell an old chili pepper joke. Want to know an inside chili pepper joke? Yeah. So when they were rising up and, and you know, the first time you get that kind of famous, it's kind of mind-blowing. You don't know what what's... I, I just remember being around it and them trying to find their way with it all, right? So you get waited on hand and foot, right? And their day-to-day operations person was Louis Matthew, a great friend of ours that grew up the hedge. Yep. Mike knows him. He worked for Thelonious Monster as a roadie and then road manager. And he was their day-to-day person. And literally... He was getting calls all the time, not from Anthony. Anthony kind of runs his own show, so does Chad. But John and Flea are like, you know, oh, can you pick up my dry cleaning or I need duct tape. (laughs) 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 Duct tape, a shovel, and some thick plastic, please. (laughs) (laughs) Can you, if you go to the store, I remember remember hearing this. If you go by a store, can you get cherry lip balm, the yellow bottle of cherry lip balm? (laughs) Right? It's it's like a weird, but it's, it's what we all would do if we were in that position, really. Cause, Probably. Because you're paying somebody to kind of make your life easier or whatever. So the joke became, how many red hot chili peppers does it take to screw in a light bulb? And uh, you could say four or whatever. Uh, four. No. Louie! <laughs> <laughs> Louie. Because they don't screw in light bulbs. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so but... But anyways, music, the greatest thing ever. I've had the greatest couple of weeks with how much Sydney loves this greatest showman, how much Elvis loves these. He, the things that he's showing me are the websites of all the songs from the video games. That's what he, he wants to get me into it. Right? Yeah. Like, I'll go on this website, like, hey, I heard a dope track off of the Little Nightmares video. Maybe, <laughs> that was really maybe you should find one. <laughs> fi- you, maybe you Blow should. Blow his mind? Just to say, hey, you know, I was looking through a couple of these, and you, you didn't. You just went and grabbed the first one and go, what do you think about this one? No, sit down, <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, but make it from a game he doesn't know and go, no, this one means something. <laughs> but, but music is the. Is the thing that held what, generation after generation. Where together. were they playing the piano at? Was that at that's at my in laws' house? Yeah, Chrissy's mom. They got a fancy piano. Chrissy took piano lessons for twelve years. Wow, hates the piano. You know why? Because when you give a <laughs> when you give somebody no opportunity to play what they want, like if you just got to play classical music all the time, mm-hmm. like. And you, you know, she said she would tell her teachers, like, "Can we play Beatles?" Or I want to play Cat Stevens on. They say that, you know, like that's not real music. And you have to, play, you have to <laughs> Wait, play like. I just heard that <laughs> all of uh, thirty seconds ago. Well, it's not. The video music is not no, real this music. This is different. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> not real music. But, but, but so, so we've had to get her, and it's amazing watch her play piano, and she yeah. never wants to do it because it was such almost punishment for her entire life from you know six till she went to college just got to study got to do this got to play this song i said do you know she doesn't know names of things i said do you know how to play eric satie you must have played eric satie and she goes i don't know what is it do you have the music for it all she can do is read music wow right Mm. but it really is a lesson for parents like don't be too over the top about you know, music's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's not supposed to be punishment. Just because you can read music, you know what I mean? Yeah. But right. that's one of my one of my favorite things that Bug will do because I'll just have the iPod on on random. 
Yeah. You know, so it'll, it'll go from, it, it jumps all over. I got an odd mix. And when I hear him go, Skip it. He'll give it. He'll, skip it. He'll, he'll give it about. It. He'll give it about thirty seconds. An eight year old just says, "Skip it." He goes, "Daddy, skip it." <laughs> so I'll skip it, and sometimes it's a song I like, but I don't go. No, listen, give it a shot. It's a good song. He knows whether he wants to hear any more right. of it or not, based on he doesn't like. Doesn't seem to like a lot of, of minor the, chords. Of the stuff that I would expect, does he like Led Zeppelin? I don't have Led Zeppelin on my phone. Dude, you're not a Led Zeppelin person. No. You're a Kiss person, but not a Led Zeppelin yeah. person. Open your mind up, my friend. I know. They have a couple songs I like. Oh, my God. Den -den 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 oh, let the sun beat down upon my face. I don't know what the words are I about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't they sing about <laughs> trolls and wizards but, and but shit? But you're listening. You know what my favorite Kiss song is? Going Blind. Ace Fraley sing, or Gene sings Gene. it. And I'm 93, you're 16. You couldn't write that song these days. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're so young and so Some, much different someday, than I. Someday we need to go over like a whole episode. Christine 16. Oh, my God. The things that can't be anymore. Remember the old show, like uh, Things That Aren't There Anymore by the guy from Channel 2 News? Uh, there was two PBS episodes of... Things that used to be here that aren't here anymore, like the red trolleys and all the different buildings. We should do an episode of things you can't could never be done ever again. Oh, that, right, boy! You know that would be interesting and fun, and would probably get so much backlash. <laughs> Just, what? You, you you'd have to beep things out. Like if you if you most showed of all Kiss, in the family, most of Kiss, all in the family. Yeah. I, I like Christine 16. When I want. saw you coming out of school that day, <laughs> that day I knew I had to have you. Is that the song? Yeah, well, Christine and, 16. And, and also, oh, my God. Any mentor song, but you couldn't do those even back when they did them. No, they, that was, but that was rape rock. You, when, you, you, when you call it rape rock, you can do whatever you want. I guess. No, not anymore, I don't think. Mm. But what about, not, not the extremes, I don't think, I don't think, um, you got to understand the Ramones, the most sacred, hollow ground of punk rock, would be crucified now for making fun of pinheads and drug addicts and mentally oh, retarded, mentally retarded people. Mm -hmm. um, you got to read through the lyrics of uh, Mr. Didi Ramone. Yeah, well, it would be so offensive if a band came out with lyrics like that these days. It would be. It's true. And I don't know. I don't make records like that really matter. I don't know if artists are self-editing. Do they want to write about things and they just go, oh, no, 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 no. Because I know I want to talk about things and I go, no, 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 no. That, that, uh... that no, 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 by the way, is a lack of freedom and democracy. Right, because you, you, no, 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 why no, wouldn't no. you want to get it on the radio? Um, so, the, so there's that songwriter show. You know where they bring in the, I forget what it's called. Maybe it's called the songwriters, but it's where they bring in the, the artist and then they have three or four people write songs with producers and they, right. they pick one to make their hit. I've seen Ed Sheeran say, I think it was Ed Sheeran, he could say something like, you know, that's not a subject matter I want to tackle on an album. <laughs> wow. And I was that's just like, not a subject matter. 
Uh, and it's just like, are you kidding? Because, because oh, because the guy had said somewhere in the song where it's like in the neighborhood and you hear the pop pop and it's just like, it, was an, it wasn't a gun control thing, but it was verging on what might be considered to be something controversial. That would and, get Ed Sheen in trouble. And he, they, it was just like, nope, you not. Could, you could do not, any Tom Waits song. Tom Waits, yeah. Not a single song he couldn't do. I think he'd get crucified for celebrating alcohol. Oh, come on. I do. Really? What about the whole, yeah, but what about the whole Cat Stevens, um, the, the, the Muslim thing and all that? Well, he's back now. He's kind of like trying to, he just played the uh, 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 Pantages Theater. I was going to get my mother-in-law oh. tickets. Didn't I he didn't... say that Salman Rushdie should die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a long time ago. If he said Time it, for uh, a comeback. America yeah, loves yeah. a comeback. No, but he did play as Cat Stevens. He wasn't playing under the Cat Stevens uh, moniker. Uh, the he came Islam? back. He came back and did a tour as Cat Stevens like a year, year and a half ago. I'm trying my hardest to get Cat Stevens tickets. He plays three nights at the Pantages Theater. It's not Golden Voice. It's not Live Nation. It's not anyone I know. I finally get a hold of somebody that works at the Pantages. I go, dude, I got I to gotta get two tickets, really, like whatever. Face, you know, I can pay a little bit more. But And he goes, oh, yeah, it's all produced by Cat Stevens, his management. There's no comps. And I was like, well, can he get, I buy a ticket? And he goes, you got to go in StubHub. But go in StubHub. Tickets in the back were $1,500. Holy mackerel. People love them some Cat Stevens. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's Cats so, in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. No, that's, Isn't that that's, it? that's Harry not, Chapin. That's Harry Chapin. Oh, Cat Stevens is, oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Sounds like the same guy. <laughs> No, morning morning has broken. Tea for the Tellerman was such a great record. I Choc- gotta say, Chocolate Bob, and the Buddha. Buddha and the Chocolate Box. I am not a fan. Of Cat Stevens? No, I'm not. Did you never, you, never, never did. you didn't like never Harold liked. Maude either. Do you like, did you, no, well, let's go through Mike 70s. 70s, that's all Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there you go. Snob. Snob, <laughs> elitist. Let's, no, but but think about it. The, if, you, if you grew up in the, with 70s AM radio, your, your tastes are so broad and so varied. You're talking about Tom Jones and Cher and Seals and Crofts and Cat Stevens and Elton John and David Abba. Bowie and ABBA and, and, the, and the Bee Gees and the Beach Boys and, or the, uh, the Solo Beatles I mean, there's amazing songs. And, and, and Johnny Winter, and how, second no, winner. He's not and and how AM cool radio. it is how, how much it mixed up, you know? Like when you the, those who, artists. Rock and roll, who'd you <laughs> no, 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 that's not. But that was FM radio. But okay. AM radio. Okay, go on, AM Chuck. Radio, Don't get sidetracked. AM Just go on, Chuck. Keep talking. Had it, 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 there was because I, I listened to it on the bus on the way to school. I had a long bus ride, right? And so. AM radio had, remember a guy named Jim Stafford, I think his name yes. was? I don't like spiders and snakes, but that ain't what it, it takes, takes to love me. me. And like I want to be Loggins and Messina. Yeah. Loggins and Messina, please come to Boston for the springtime. Remember that song? Yeah. AM radio in the 70s was the greatest thing. And it had Al Green. It had Marvin Gaye. <laughs> it had... Diana Ross. It had Michael Jackson. Ben, you and I must make it. Remember, he's in love with the rat. No, ben, I don't. The song don't. Ben by Michael Jackson. Well, there was a genre. It was like if you, if you, like even the Stones had a disco song in the miss 70s. You, right? miss, miss you. 
right? Yeah, but that was great. That was a great song. Fucking but, Central but, Park. But, oh, that you couldn't write that song now. Um, uh, With some Puerto Rican girls that just died to meet no, you. No, there's something That's, even worse in there. What? Oh, black girls just want to get fucked all night. Whoa! Whoa! Bleep that shit uh, out, Mike. No way, man. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> and you know they should bring sex back to the music, man. They should fucking make it sexy again. <laughs> bring back. Sex. What's wrong? Justin with Timberlake sex? already What's did. Wrong with being I'm bringing Bob? sexy back, but it's low in common, lowest common denominator. Sexy, like you said. It's just like whatever is not offensive. We're gonna we're gonna make it the most generalized nothingness. Uptown funk. Bruno Mars is the best example of. He's very talented, very gifted, great musician, great songwriter, great melodies. He says nothing. He's <laughs> yeah. not. He's not Marvin Gaye. He's not no. Prince. Prince is like. Two thousand zero zero party over. Whoops, out of time. Like we're all gonna die. That's what Prince was writing about Bruno Mars. Not just like uptown funk, win the spot. Uptown <laughs> funk, win the spot. But you know, they just say nothing. Music yeah. says well, nothing. People, people probably higher ups probably edit them. You know what I mean? I think they self edit too. Yeah, I really do. I but. Too. But yeah, we'll be over at the, for the holidays at the Sodder House, and then we might go over to a friend's. I don't know. He's feeling a little under the weather. A friend of mine got cancer. He's fighting cancer. Bummer. We're all we're all hoping and praying. Um, you know what's weird? They tell you the stages of cancer, and my mom was told stage four, which is pretty serious, and she beat it. So then I figured, like, why do they even tell you the stages? If people with stage four can beat it. Why mind fuck everybody about it? Because at stage two, you're like, I'm gonna beat this bitch. What if you don't? <laughs> like, what if you don't? Well, you know, that's it's that's so strange because I thought we were living in a time where cancer was an inconvenience, not a death sentence anymore. But I, I just heard from a, a friend of Amy's that her dad is like happy, healthy guy, and then he he goes to the doctor because some. Oh, headaches yeah. and stuff and then all of a sudden it's Brain like cancer. how did he not catch that in a in a screening i thought that's why they took nah, our blood it's all a crapshoot life's a crapshoot listen i've worked in the healthcare field now i grew up in it right so zero to like 13 i was in healthcare at my family's nursing home in culver city i was around doctors my sister was a nurse my aunts were nurses i was around healthcare they didn't have a fucking clue I come back to it. I come back to it like 20, 30 years later, and I thought they had a clue. And then the more I knew about it, it's like nobody's got a clue, especially in mental health. They're just fucking throwing darts at a dartboard. They really are just throwing darts at a dartboard. I have, you know, because I worked in psych for so long. I remember when the drugs that are now saying if your family member died of sudden shock <laughs> death that are in the class action lawsuits, yeah. I remember when those drugs came to market and every person in the hospital was put on it. It's all yeah. just a crapshoot. Life's a crapshoot, and that's what I like about it. But, you know, it is strange that you, they go through all this formality that you have this stage or that stage or that stage, and, you know, people with stage four beat it, so... What, you know, but it is ruthless what you got to go through. Yeah, chemotherapy, radiation, surgery—it's pretty brutal. But you know, 
we'll all be going through it someday. <laughs> That's what I told my friend. I'm like, dude, all I know about life is if you've got it, it's coming from me next. So take notes. <laughs> Anything you can do. Enjoy give, your day. Give me a Zen diary or whatever it is. If you're, if you're, you know, that's the other thing that AA taught me. Like, listen, days are precious. People are throwing away days. Throwing away day after day. They just throw them away. I watch them throw it away. You either throw it away in youth thinking you've got a million of them or you throw it away when you find your groove and you think you're the smartest person and the ruler of the universe. People just throw away days. When you get my age, you don't throw away days. That's the truth of it. And so that gets back to wisdom. Like, wisdom is important. You don't throw away days. This is a precious day. This is Monday. It's a precious day. You need to do all you can to be kind, be thoughtful, be helpful, be productive, enjoy it, appreciate it. That's, I think if we had more philosophies like that, instead of Tom York is cool, but Radiohead's not, like that's what a lot of people are thinking about. A lot of people spend their days wondering who's cool and who's not. You know what I mean? Yep. Right? It's just weird. You know, and I got this final thing I'll say. <clears throat> Buddy Arnold, Gloria Scott, Harold Owens, Dr. Drew, Dr. Blum, Sasha, the nurse, all the people that taught me so much, they, I respected them because they had wisdom. I didn't think I knew everything, right? When, you're, when you think you know everything because you went to school for a few years, you're going to be in tough shape in life because you don't really learn until you're mentored and taught by people who know things and you observe them and you watch them and you model after them, right? Mm. Um, in a society that doesn't respect wisdom nor model after anybody because everybody's an expert because they have a phone, right? So the example being in AA, I was taught, lead by example. Well, I've been leading my life by example, focusing on my children, focusing on being a fair employer, focusing on being a guy who says what he does and does what he says and do the right thing and not be a money-grubbing patient broker. You know, I was telling Chrissy the, the other day, I could probably have made 15 or $20 million if I wanted to be a patient broker when I was offered it. I didn't because it's not right. Mm-hmm. Not, that, well, that, right? So, I, and I'm not bragging on myself. This is how I choose to live my <clears throat> life. But no one is modeling after me because our society doesn't do that anymore. You can't, leading by, leading by example does not work anymore. Nobody is is modeling after people of ethics of morals. No, there, there's there's no payday for that. Unfortunately, the payday, the wanting to be famous, that and I the get wanting a lot of. to the wanting people to, want to be famous. I do. People get want that. to be famous, and people want to be rich. They're not. There's not a. You know how many times I've been asked how many Twitter followers I have, and I say I don't. I don't have Twitter. I don't know what it is. I don't do it. And they're like, you don't have Twitter. And I'm immediately, I can see it in their eyes, Chuck. I'm crossed off their list of importance. But the one thing that got lost in the shuffle is, so you don't model after, you, nobody, everybody's an expert on everything, and nobody criticizes anybody. Everybody's just silent. The people who know, the wise people who know, just keep their mouth shut. That's what's happening. That's yeah. funny, because I, I picked up a show that I can't believe I didn't find sooner called Dragula. By the Boulay brothers, it's it's like uh, I've heard about it's that. like Drag Race, but they do more like horror type faces. Yeah, 
And that was one of the things that they talked about is they said, you know, it's fun to like keep your opinions to yourself and then leave the room and talk about people. But that's not the way we need to live our lives. We need to be able to express ourselves and for people not to get offended, but to just hear criticism. Yeah. And we have to be able to work things out. And this is coming from two guys that if you, if, you, if you disembodied their voices, you'd go, this is brilliant. But you put them in a room with all these people that are Drag all whored <laughs> out and they're all dragged out. And it was just like, you know, this, the most common sense, the, one of the best things I've heard in a month it's on a reality years, show. In years from TV <laughs> is, is coming from these drag queens. And they're great at what they do, and it's a great show. And my wife goes, I hate it that you love this stuff, but I do. That's so What cool. are you going to do? Let's all watch that and get some wisdom. There you go. Oh, that would be Dave. fucking great. Dopey Dave just sent me something. He we did. Will, we will not mess you up like our, our parents messed us up. A whole new kind of fucked up. <laughs> that is the truth, but we can get into that next episode. Dave, Dave. knows what's up. Dave, that yeah. is the intention from... of... See, this is what I never question. People's love of their children nor their intention to do right. I never question that. I question their execution, their decision-making, their where they got their information from and their ideas from and who encouraged that. But I never criticize a parent's love of their child nor the best of intentions of how to raise that child but i do question where'd you get that idea (laughs) 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 all right man good night everybody mike's been trying to say good night for like 15 perfect (laughs) you want to go on for another hour i'll go all right see you later